my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. everybody welcome back to another edition of the mundane festival podcast i'm your host christopher lamberth recording this episode for sunday december 24th 2023 remember as always you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus if you're really into this thing go over to apple Podcasts or wherever you listen give this show a five-star review let everybody know why you like it because it's simply the right thing to do and if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 693. I'm not alone. I have one of your favorite guests. You know him. You love him. Mr. Tim Hall, a.k.a. The People's Critic. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm fighting the good fight, uh, plugging away. You know, we talk on mic, we talk off mic, you know, just trying to get through this thing called life. Trying to get through it, I know. Yeah. It's a holiday season's always, you know, it's a mixed bag. Holiday's rough. Holiday (laughs) can be rough for a lot of reasons, but, um, I'm glad to be here with you and spend some time with you. We're gonna we're gonna um shoot the shit a little bit, but I I, I called you in. Mm-hmm. I called you in to, to chat about the iron claw. Um and we're gonna do that in a bit, but um how have you been, Tim, since we left? Man, I, I've been all right, man. It's just you know, winding down, it's holiday stuff, uh people in and out the office. So I'm just trying to get some stuff done while I can. Yeah, it's um, a war season. So our Seattle Films Critics Society, we have to nominate and then vote. So that's it's not as much fun as it sounds. I mean, watching all the movies is fun. Yeah. Some of the time, uh, the rest of the time is trying to figure out, all right, who am I going to nominate? And then once that comes out, you know, you get to vote and you kind of see what the group decides. It's, it's a, it is a fun exercise. I'm saying all of that, but it is a fun exercise. And it's it's something I look forward to every year. What is what are some of your favorites of this year? Your favorite? Uh, this will make you happy. Past lives. All right. <laughs> Past lives. Uh, I really enjoyed American Fiction. Me too. Yeah, I loved that, it. That was fantastic. I, I mean, stuff that we talked about, like uh, Talk to Me. Um, yeah. That was a really fun one. Like I try to the best of the year. Best is subjective. I try sure. to think of when I think about the year. What's some of the most fun? 
I've had watching the film. They're not always the best films. Like I had so much fun watching John Wick. Yeah. John Wick isn't necessarily like the best film of the year. I had a lot of fun watching, you know, Across the Spider-Verse. Oh my God, that was so good. I love yeah, it. Too. I, I mean, think about you know, I stuff. saw it twice. IMAX and Dolby. Um, before we start, though, I did want to say a, a rest in peace to Andre Brower. I totally man, man, that thank got you me. for for mentioning that because I was probably going to talk to talk about him on a Patreon. Just young, sixty one, young. And I, my only connection to him was driving about three and a half hours to Western Massachusetts to see him in this play called A Human Being of a Sort, where he was at the Williamstown Theater Festival. And I drove up there. This was before the pandemic. Just specific, I was like, I got to see him on stage. Yeah. And he did not disappoint. He was amazing. I was up there front row and I could see him, you know, and it was just yeah. amazing. Just a amazing. Just amazing actor. Just uh, killed it. Like I remember as a, in middle school, Watching him in Glory, Glory yes. was one of the films they'd bring in during Black History yes. Month. Yes, yeah. uh, But I think my parents made me. My parents were always trying to pump some extra black shit into me as a kid, so I'm yeah. sure I saw it before school. But right. I remember that. I remember, like, I was thinking about times I've seen him. I remember The Mist, Stephen King's The Mist, and okay. he's like one of the antagonists in the grocery store. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that was Andre Brower, and he was like acting. Like, yes. like he's acting in this scene where they're where they're delivering all of this sort of exposition about what's happening outside the grocery store, and and he's his his acting gives you depth to his relationship with this character because mm-hmm. you never get to see how him and Thomas Jane's character fall out, but it's that interaction. I was like, oh, he's good because he's giving all this background just in how he's reacting to this dude that tells you all you need to know about why they're beefing. Right. Um, yeah, man. It it was sad to hear. I thought it was a joke at first. My sister of all people texted me. I, I don't of know. all I, people was like, You see this? And I was like, What? I might have been half sleep and somebody said something about or he I was like, No, man. December, man. Yeah. Just and we lost a lot of great actors this year. Yeah, it, it, it's really like he. Yeah, Homicide, Life on the Street. I was looking up to try to find the DVDs of that to see where I could buy them or yeah. or something. Because that, that that was one other than... Is it streaming anywhere? I don't know. I know it's on... Well. It's like... Keep you talking. Find, I'm, I'm looking for streaming somewhere. It, it's one of those things where it, that was alongside Malik Yoba and <laughs> you're going to cover. It was Andre Brower who wanted, who like inspired me to want to play a cop on TV. I know it's not the cool thing to say, but it's like you want to get the bad guy. And ideally, you're playing a guy that wants to get the bad guy and then you're not like obviously not fucking killing black teens. You just want to yeah. you want to be a detective. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere. That's yeah. I I'm mad someone's going to try to pick that up. And try yeah. to get it somewhere, but um, probably get off eBay or something. I was yeah, man. Such a talent. Police. Um, I started watching that series, the Boston series on HBO Max. Yes. you watch it? It's terrific. That shit made me mad. Like fifteen minutes in. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, yo, 
Oh, I like I spoiled myself by like being like, oh, it wasn't no black, you know. Yeah, it it was. but I remember that there was another case. I, mean, I forgot where it was, where this lady, her her black, her kids had drowned, and she just automatically blamed this black dude. Like the black yeah. guy came and was it like, like Susan Smith kids. or some shit, something like that. But they're like, it was her. Like she yeah, killed her. Kids. He did. But they know if I like say it was some black people, and I mentioned this in the in the in the show, and it's so true, right? That they're okay. They're like aghast that black people are killing each other. But it's not that it's not them, so who cares? Right. But the moment somebody white dies, it's oh my god, they're gonna kill us now. They're coming for us. Not not that like, hey man, what were you doing in this shady neighborhood? <laughs> like none yeah. of this makes sense. None of this is adding up. Um, and they didn't even think to look into this dude's story. It's they're crazy. like, oh, black guy in a black jogging suit, Adidas jogging suit in the eighties. Like, yeah. Okay. My mom had this funny story back. She used to work at this this uh, really high end uh, furniture store, and this was back. I mean, I had to be so it was in the eighties because I was alive. But so the registers is one of them fancy joints. So the registers all the way in the back, right? You come in, read people coming and look. She said these cats would pull up in like a regular like van, nothing distinct about it grab furniture and put it in a van and take off. And they would do it, you know, every other month until mm. they finally got security. But she was like, it was such a common vehicle that they could never catch these people. It was just like, oh, it's a, it's such, it was such a, 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 a random like vehicle that there were really no leads. Mm. They got away with all kind of furniture all the time. Cause the only thing they had, it was like, oh yeah, we've got a white unmarked van. And she was like, man, they got away with a lot of shit because no one really <laughs> could find out who this was. And that reminded me so much of the description of the black assailant. Just black <laughs> guy, 18 black. years or older, in a Adidas jumpsuit. Yeah. You know how many niggas <laughs> running around, yeah, like around wearing that shit? That's crazy. And then there's like, well, that's all we need. There's knocking on doors and... Yeah, it's 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 good. It's informative. I like the beginning of the show. It gives a history of race relations in Boston. It's called a murder in Boston on eight on HBO. Yeah, it's two two episodes are out now. The third one I think drops on Monday. Yeah, so, I was like, damn, I gotta wait till Monday for this one. Shit. Yeah, because that second one ends with that phone call, and I was yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man, because Slate had it's an article though. on it, and I I was like, what? I don't I don't know anything about it, and I went to Googled it. And I was like, oh, he did it. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. Between that and the Navy Federal story, I was like, man, too much, enough racism for the week. Uh, enough. Yeah. That's not enough between the racism happening this week. It's a lot, man. Like I'm good. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into this, dude. Let's let's talk wow. about the Iron Claw, man. Um right. you're you're one of the wrestling ex- experts that I know. Huh. Um and uh this is the I believe this is the third feature film from Sean Durkin, who directed one of my oh, shit. I got all time favorite movies, uh, Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate. It's funny. Like I got, I got home from Maryland last week and I was like looking through my phone and I was like, iron claw advanced screening. I was like, Oh, gotta be on that. Uh-huh. I, I gotta see that. Cause the trailer, 
obviously we talked about this all the time. I'm a label whore. I'm an A24 whore. But I saw the trailer. I was like, ooh, that looks really good. Yeah. And uh, you know, Zach Efron is looking like the incredible Hulk, shredded, like a cartoon character. If they did a live action He-Man, it's him. <laughs> with the haircut. Yeah, with the haircut, and the, he was shredded. I'm not fucking gay, but he was shredded. Um, so let's read the let's read the blurb. The Iron Claw. Directed by Sean Durkin, sons, brothers, champions. The true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. This movie stars... Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, uh, Maura Tierney, and Holt McCallany. McCallany, I guess that's how you say it. Timothy Hall, what are your overall thoughts on this film? I mean, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's hard to make sports entertainment like wrestling feel real um, and, like, make the stake because the stakes are real. Like, the people getting right. injured. Um, you know, over the years, you've had plenty of wrestlers pass away at a young age. Um, and it, even now, you have wrestlers who pass away and it really, you can see it really hits. Like currently, like say something happens to a wrestler who passed away, who's on the roster right now at WWE. If there's a Monday Night Raw, if they have all the wrestlers up on stage, they'd make an announcement, have his picture up there, show some highlights. Like it's really a family thing uh, at these different wrestling um places so that it was it was dope to see them be able to capture that in a feature league film because i think that's incredibly hard to do i mean we've seen it with documentaries you see it with like the dark side of the ring mm-hmm. and other shows but to put it in like a theatrical way and make it fun and entertaining and give some of that heart and that love i i thought that was dope yeah i i was really impressed i mean i i think i knew it going in that Sean Durkin did this and he had done. And I was just thinking as I was, I was like, this is the guy that made Martha, Marcy, made Marlene. Right. And it made me want to go back and watch that. Cause I had seen, I had recently watched it within the last two years, but it's, it was just like this stylistically, the way they, the, the way that it was put together, the way that they showed us, and didn't tell us how character was revealed. Like right. one of my favorite scenes was this like overhead shot when uh when the when the Fritz comes in and, and tells him that you're gonna like he tells um with Harris Dickinson is what which which one was he? He was uh oh god, I got the cast up here where he was telling uh David that he was gonna go for the belt and not Kevin. Zach, yeah. Zach Efron's character. And it was just, you could, all you had to do was just look at the expression. It's just like the camera was there to catch that behavior. It was just like, it was just sitting yeah. there and it was just that overhead shot in the, in the locker room. It was just, it was fucking beautifully done. It was just like this naturalistic cinema verite style that yeah. just was like impeccable. I really loved it. And like, I, my favorite sequence was the whole Ric Flair match. That was are you talk are you talking about the last one? 
the one last that, one like we didn't see but the one we saw right yeah the one you see with the intercut yeah the Riffler promo yeah which i knew every that, word of the promo <laughs> that was terrific <laughs> that was amazing i was like oh i know this promo yeah cut, it's before cutting the promo and it's um uh interspliced with like this match that's happening and then it cuts to them backstage in the locker room and you see all this personality flair has come out yeah and, uh, he just wants to party. Like, you know, like, yeah, the, they're taking it super serious the whole movie and they right. want to be champion. And Flair is like, yo, where's the party? We're done wrestling. Like, what's happening? And it's play, played by Aaron Dean Eisenberg, which was just, yeah, he was, that was a great performance. And was, it was tough, tough to do to, to, to match that sort of Flair energy. Cause I wanted, cause I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause you, you're more into the world than I am. Yeah. I didn't realize what I was seeing until I pulled up because I was like, okay, I was like, wait, okay, I got to this late because at the theater and near me, which is like the the mainstream anywhere USA mall AMC, yeah, where it was like, okay, these tickets are almost sold out. I can't get my normal back left or back right mm-hmm. end seat. And I was like, fuck, I'll go to Clifton. I'll go to another town like 15 minutes away. And it was in Dolby, and there's people, it was packed. Mm. It's like, oh, the wrestling nerds are seeing this. They really want to see this. And I wonder, do these guys, are from what you've heard, mm-hmm. how are people reacting with to this one as far as, like, the authenticity, um, uh, how these how these guys look? Do they look like the Von Erics? Uh yeah, the judgment is it is it the same as like nerds with a Marvel movie? Basically, not the same. Okay, but there are people particular about like were the dates factually correct? Did the oh. stuff line up? Like, yeah. We saw the same thing with the Queen movie, where like I remember I remember watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and towards the end, he guides them all up and tells them that he's he's like I've got it, like announcing he has HIV, and I was like. That's not what happened. I remember being like, because my mom was a huge queen fan. So I was like, yo, that's not what happened. Like, I was, it just took me off the moment. I'm like, that's not, that's not what happened. Uh, but uh, I'm sure we'll get some of that. Some of the, some of the wrestling peers who will come in. Yeah. But I, from what I've seen, people have been um, happy with the performances, happy with the portrayal, happy with um just sort of, I like seeing like real photos at the end. Yeah, I didn't realize, you know, their dad was really awesome, Joe Jackson. Like, yeah, and it was it just seemed like the way you know Zach comes in. He's like, "What's the what's the it's it's uh David or not David?" But when he comes into the bed, his mother's bedroom is like, yeah. "Hey, you need to talk to yeah, talk to dad, talk to talk to yeah." yeah. You need to talk to dad about how he's treating. Was it was it Lance or was yeah. it? I think it was Lance. His Lance? brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? I was gonna mix those so many Von Erics. <laughs> yeah, because the kid, the skinny kid, Mike, Mike, the artist kid. I guess one of these, like, you gotta see about because yeah. the way he's treating the brother, basically. It was just like, and she's like, No, talk, you guys deal with that yourself. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I noticed that everybody everybody laughed at the part, and we're gonna spoil this. I mean, everybody people kind of know it's a, a <laughs> American 
family tragedy. I I had the idea that there was going to be a lot of tragedy, people killing themselves. This kind of reminded me of a uh, a male version of the Virgin Suicides, almost. Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, even though even though like it that now that was obviously fiction. Uh, there was more of that. Um, you don't really know what the girls weren't as like vocal about what was going on with them. Right. You know, and that, and that was stylistically, it was a great film. I, I still think that's Sophia Coppola, Coppola's best film. Although I have not seen Priscilla, but I would just wager that Virgin Suicides is better. In my opinion. Um, um, for me, it's that the, the diner scene, the beginning when, when Kevin's on a date with Pam was, yeah, Lily James, yeah. Um, and the conversation is interesting because he starts mentioning the family curse. Mm-hmm. And she's like, What are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, it's kind of feels like we're cursed. And he tells this kind of story about the family changing names, and they were cursed because of that. And then when she tells him the wrestling is fake. Right. He was like, no, no, it's not fake. She was like, well, it's all kind of made up. He was like, to a point, but like... Bitch is real. Yeah, it's played yeah. like a job promotion. And I was like, yes. that's a great way to put it. Yeah, it was. Like, I like I like that scene. Yeah, the, the crowd has to react to you. You like all of this. There's a lot of different factors coming into play other than like, we're just going to strap you with the belt and hope that you're a champion. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because I think, yes, there are aspects of it, obviously, that are fake, but there's some reality in there. Um, if the fans aren't responding to you, that's not good. Right. <laughs> if they if they boo you, like currently right now in WWE, Dominic Mysterio, son of Rey Mysterio, he gets booed every time he touches the microphone. He can barely get a word out. The entire crowd boos him. But they like him though. They love that. Right. They love him. Yeah. They love that. Oh, you're getting a reaction. Yes. Tears are boos. What they don't like is fans being indifferent. And That's how you good. have to, because you're, and I think you're speaking to you, you're putting on a show. It's a show. So everything's exaggerated. It's theater. Yeah, exactly. And, and the exaggerated the, movements you see are meant so that even if I'm in the nosebleeds, I can just recognize what's happening in this. Yeah. I'm watching this performance. It's a performance. And if people don't respond to your performance, why are you out here? Right. If people do respond, you get the main event WrestleMania. You get the main event. You get, you get the belt. You get to have a run. They get to build storylines around you. You get the main event, different event, and that's that's what you want. That's what everyone wants. That's the pinnacle of the business. And one of the things, like you have to have all these things have to work in your favor. Yeah. And and another great scene, which one a couple, quite a few in this one, uh, where Kevin is on the mic and he has to keep doing takes. Yeah, can't do it, and then David is like laughing at him (laughs) doing the promo. Yeah, and it's just like he just doesn't have that. He's very talented, but he just he's not good on the mic. Good on the mic, and that's one of the go ahead. He gets the mic and he's in the ring. He just starts talking. Yeah, and his dad is like, "Hey, good job, right? Yeah, you 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 you're a natural with this." And he's just Kevin doesn't have it. I love how it started too. Like the more that I think about it, how it starts off in black and white, you see Fritz uh, Von Eric when in his glory days where he's essentially building the foundation. We, we know that he got close, but didn't make it. 
and you get to see him where it's like, okay, now I'm putting this all into my kids. I'm living vicariously through you, which is wrong, which you shouldn't be doing. And you shouldn't rank your kids. I yeah. know like in that scene in the, oh, one of the opening scenes where he's like, yeah, I love Kevin or I love Gary better than you, but it, that could change. You know, <laughs> yeah. people were laughing at that shit, but it's like, by the time you get to the end, it's like, everybody's oh, this heartbreak. This, this is bad. It's like, you did this. Yeah, I know. That was, that was rough. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was such a well done move. The wrestling stuff is great. The thing is, there isn't a lot of wrestling in it. I mean, there is, but yeah. to me, what I wanted to see more of, um, if there's a, a critique, was towards the end when they're, when like these other territories are getting bought up. Mm-hmm. They, they, they mentioned they have a TV deal later on. They mentioned that WWE has a, WWF at the time has a TV deal. Like all of that was new. Well, these other smaller wrestling properties were being bought up by, other people, yeah. Other and it's sort of like what you see now in tech companies, like buying up other smaller tech companies, right? To build sort of this bohemian, which was what WWE, WCW were doing, buying up other wrestling territories, and or they or those territories were going out of business and selling off, and so those wrestlers that talent needed somewhere to go, mm-hmm. and it's not always the top talent. Like, top talent's gonna land, but those other guys kind of mm-hmm. went. Did I send you that clip? Of New Jack from Smoky Mountain promo. I don't know. Black dude he, named, named New Jack. And, and he, he was talking about woke stuff? No, he was just talking about black guys getting hung and something. Yeah, getting hung by you did. you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the crazy part is Jim Cornette, who's in in famous in these um, I think it was Jim Cornette, like just gave him a microphone and just let him talk. Mm-hmm. And his whole point was like, I'm gonna go out here and make white people mad. That was yeah. the whole his whole idea. Yeah. And so he said, I'm gonna say something about OJ. So he starts off the promo saying, 30 years ago, we would have been hung by some trees for beating some white boys the way we just did. Then he goes on talking about wrestling. But he ends his promo saying, I want to give a shout out to my homeboy OJ Simpson. That's two less we gotta deal with. And the crowd is boo. Again, back to like. You want a yeah. reaction? Yeah. The crowd is booing New Jack. But New Jack was crazy. He tried to kill somebody during the match. Oh, shit. Yeah, this guy had hurt. They were they did this thing at, at one of these events, and uh, it was just really high up on this sort of stanchion thing. And the guy's supposed to flip him over. But, you know, it's a two, 200-something pound dudes up there. Dude falls. New Jack gets hurt. New Jack, I don't know if he thought the dude did it on purpose, whatever. They wrestle a while later. New Jack pulls out a stun gun, doesn't tell him. He has one, stuns him, and then, like, throws him off this thing. And, like, there's tables on the ring he's supposed to hit and completely miss the tables, like, on purpose. Damn. But New Jack was crazy. You can go watch his uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It's, it's fascinating. Is he but dead? it speaks to a, lo- a lot of what... Um, Wait, did New Jack die? I think he passed. Oh, shit. Um, but a lot of a lot of what we saw with the Von Erics was them just trying to catch on. Mm-hmm. At the time, look, it's Ric Flair's in this movie. Like there's yeah. other names who you know who are all coming up in these in these these wrestling promotions trying to make a name for themselves. And the yeah. Von Erics were they were in that mix and it just tragedy after tragedy. Like I don't know how they kept it going. What do you think about the brother Chris that wasn't in it? The brother that killed himself. <laughs> 
That was sad. <laughs> I know. But what do you think about the omission, though? I don't know why that's not. I don't know why that's not. Yeah. Maybe it would have been too much. Yeah. I don't know why that's not. That, you know, we, we had mentioned that after the screening. Someone had brought it up. And I was like, okay. Oh, I don't know why. That's sad. I don't know why that's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, why in there. I don't know man. That, yeah. Cause that was a, that was like, oh, cause I didn't even know, you know, like when I come home from a movie, I like to like watch a review, yeah. a couple things. And then, especially this being a, a, a true story. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's a whole no- a brother, but they mentioned a younger brother that died before. Yeah. Um, that makes the curse even sound even crazier. Yeah. It's like, we, we get a few deaths in this movie and we see some hardships and the relationship with the father and yeah, you put in those two other deaths. And it's like, yeah, this is bad. Whew. Yeah. It was something, man. Cause like, like he, he refused to name his kid. He, he thought he could pass it on to his kids. That was the sad part. Yeah. He didn't want to be around his family. He was like, yo, I don't want, I don't want my kid getting this. What do you think about this one? Why isn't it getting awards love? I think this was one of the best movies I've seen this year. You know, that's fun. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I haven't seen any of the list. Maybe, I don't know, maybe people got to, they got the people late. No Golden Globes. Yeah, no nothing. I think Zac Efron is really, really good in this. Yeah, yeah, he... He was, um, I, I never had an issue with his acting or anything, but no. you just never think. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, because people see him, they think of High School Musical. Yeah. They don't think of like, oh, well, he's probably in other stuff. Well, when, and- they were, when they were dancing at that wedding, I was like, yeah, that's Zach. He can dance. <laughs> yeah. Even he's though he's dance. like swole as hell, he's like, yeah, and he dances his ass off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I still, I can still dance. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted. Yeah, all this muscle, I can still move. Um, and then to me, I thought, I felt like the best scene in this film. Um, I want to know what you think of this one. Yeah, obviously, I'm going to relate to the to Mike because he was the artist. And then when they're eating dinner, they're eating lunch, dinner outside or whatever it was. And then uh, the mom, more Tierney, is talking about how artistic her husband was, and like as a musician. And yeah. it's like, you never told us that, Ma. You never told us. And the way that, like, Fritz lights up and is like, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's where Mike gets it from. From his dad. And his mother could paint, but we don't learn that till, you know. Till later on. Till yeah. later, till about two or three of them kids is dead. But it's like, and I was like, that was that scene was re- so revealing. You know what the other revealing part of that scene was for me? What? She's describing the man she fell in love with, and that's not the man we see. Damn, yeah, that's true. That's not who we've seen. Yeah. She even lights up talking about him mm-hmm. and how he wooed her when they first met. Yeah. And he's like this hardened drill sergeant type of dude. It's like, hey man, no, you were like a loving artist and like yeah. a different type of guy. Right. And he was lighting up. Yeah, and that it's, switch it's, just went. Scene. It's like, nope, you can't go. Your mother said no, so yeah. And I like that they snuck out and went anyway. Yeah. But it's yeah. like that was to me, like just like super tragic. And it's not even like, oh, I could see myself yeah. in it. My parents never did that to me, but they were all, always supportive. But like, yeah, just it did. My heart broke for that because like, oh, that that's where you get this. That's why you like 
that's why you are who you are. Yeah. And to not be able to express to it. That. Yeah. It's, it's and, to, and to have the person who is the reason why you're that way buck up against you being that way. Yeah. It's got to really, I'm different. Like, I think we're different in like our parents, especially our fathers really yeah. were like, Oh, you're into something I'm into. Great. My Let's dad, I'm, I'm going to pour into it. Yeah, because I, I like the fact that my, like, the the thing that I like about, loved about my dad was the fact that he would admit when he was wrong. Same. And he would say, he would say, he would say, uh, he'd say like, oh, I, I, I probably, yeah, I, I I think, you know, I was putting, I was trying to live through you and I, I, I know you wanted to play football, but I kind of wanted it more than you did. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, my dad would be like, "Yeah, that's that's probably that." Yeah, no, he because it was probably like that. That my mom was different. My mom would be like, "Hmm, interesting." I'm like, "Is that an apology?" <laughs> you said she'd take a long pause and be like, "Hmm, that's interesting." I'm like, "No, the the correct word is, oh, I'm wrong." <laughs> my my mother would not apologize. Uh, sorry, okay, shit, you fucked up before. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where because it was like, yeah, like when you can see that, and then you just and I, I was having this conversation with Brandon about on American fiction, how yeah. you know, like I felt like I could see myself in um uh monk, some things that I like, some things I don't like. And and it, it's like as black people. In America, I'm just going to speak from American black black perspective. It's like we watch a movie like uh, the Iron Claw. We can see ourselves in 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 these characters. White yeah. people have the, a harder time to do that, or they can't do it at all. Or yeah, you can see ourselves in the media that that we're presented yeah. with that we consume, and it's just like, and that's therein lies the the issue. But with this one, there that that scene was so tough. It was well acted. Where it was like, oh yeah, I remember I was that dude, but yeah. I'm not that anymore. You can't get anywhere with that. And the way that in just like American fiction in a lot of ways with the script, the way that they the way that the story was told when you when you think about when you with the introduction introduction of uh Carrie, the Jeremy Allen White character, where you we don't see him until what a quarter of a way of the way yeah. into the movie. He's he's away. Is it war? Is no, well, he's away, Olympics. away training for the Olympics, but and the Olympics. They, they don't. They can't. America decides not to go, so he's got to go home. Yeah, and it's just like fuck. He's back on the. It's like damn. Now he's back in this bullshit. You want to know what connection I made to American fiction? What's that? Was Clifford played by Sterling K. Brown? Yeah just wanted to feel loved by his family. Mm -hmm. And I think about the Von Erich brothers, and that's kind of all they wanted from their dad. Just to be loved. Just to be loved and accepted by him. That's it. Yeah. And for them, it was winning the championship and, and, and carrying on the Von Erich name. And they they bonded together as brothers with this thing. And to Southern K. Brown, like at the at that scene in American Fiction where they're at the wedding and um, Monk wants him to leave. Mm-hmm. And the the two people get married, like no, stack. This is your family. Yeah, 
And so this emotional on his face. Don't care about it so good, bro. He'll cry. <laughs> he has a crying motherfucker. He got that cry face. Yeah, he will that cry. Emotion on his face. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he 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 was great in that. That and it's just the tragedy was just the, those parents because you just think yeah. like, man, because it's kind of a thing where it's like the people that are supposed to make you feel safe. Yeah, when they don't do that, then you're really fucked. Yeah. I was just I was listening to I finished Matthew Perry's audiobook mm-hmm. and he was only 50 he's in his early 50s when he passed. Ooh, and and he talks about like his parents just kind of putting him on a plane when he was 6 years old to go visit his dad like an unaccompanied minor. Oh, and just it's... going on the plane you're by yourself and just how he just kept going back to that and it's like fuck man yeah it's really sad and he's just looking for and his parents loved him and he had a relationship with them and stuff but it's just like you kind of never almost never recover and these guys this guy spent millions of dollars on therapy and and to get to heal from his drug addiction and all that and it's just fuck and because because you want to feel safe and you want those people to protect you Right. Because I would I would mess up or fail, but I knew my mom and dad loved me. Yeah. And I think I remember breaking down and then with them to them once, like maybe 10 over 10 years ago or so at some point in my comedy career, I, I was having this big thing happen. I think maybe I was opening for somebody at Caroline's or it was a big weekend of shows. And I was just like, really like, I'm thankful for it. to. I feel like I can do anything because they love right. me. Yeah. You know, like a and, little battery in your back when you got Yeah, you it, that's exactly what it is, dude, and it's like from so many times and uh you know anybody can talk about the negative shit that happens in your life, but I remember living in Chicago and I would go visit them and I would come back recharged. I could feel like I could do anything. Right. You know, not the not the arrogance, but just like I can do this. Yeah. Do I have self doubt? Do I have yeah. these anxieties? But yeah, I can yeah. do I can do this. I tell people all the time, man. So many people are are battling stuff, you know, outwardly, inwardly yeah. that we don't even know about. But to know that you have friends and families that love you and support you on that journey is yeah. the world. To know that, hey man, like even if I even if you don't like there's people in your life who don't necessarily mess with the fact that you do comedy but they love and support right. you yeah yeah so even though they're not like in the, the sort of the minutia of stand-up or acting they they love you so they support you and that's what matters and i tell people that all the time like man having someone who that's and that's why i do my best because my dad was like this my dad loved people out loud all the time mm-hmm. consistently was like yeah. a lover of people and what they were doing and if he didn't wasn't interested in what they were doing he would ask them oh what do you do I, we'd be in the store, he'd have a conversation. Someone would say, oh, they're a bricklayer. And my dad would give them, hey, man, hey, keep laying them bricks, bro. Keep keep doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was that kind of a dude who would yeah. always do that kind of stuff. And to see people light up in real time, mm-hmm. goes, oh, hey, man, thanks. That's um, important, man. It, important. And, and, and it was just like, it made me think, you know, with, with American fiction, one of the last movies I've seen, where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Ooh, thank God. 
the part in back to Iron Claw, the part that really, really, I think really made me sad was um Pam comes in to talk to the mom, um, to tell her they were waiting for her for a funeral. Right. And she's like, they're gonna recognize this dress. Hmm. Cause she's had to wear it because her kids are dying. Yeah. And I was like, that is some sad shit. She doesn't want to put a dress on because they're going to recognize it from the last funeral I was just at for one of my boys. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man. What a gut punch. What a, what a great performance from everyone in the film to make me feel those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an easy watch, but it's. I think it's... I feel like it's one of the year's best. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think... I feel like I've given a lot of five stars on Letterboxd, but I mean, whatever. Who gives a shit? It doesn't mean anything. But I, you know, what I mean, but I like not like I've given a total of seven. You know, but well, also, you know, you can go back and look and be like, oh, okay, I, I actually love something more than I did, or I didn't yeah. like it as much as I originally did, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, we love the good person. You know, <laughs> I forgot about that movie because <laughs> it was like a almost a year ago. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. Like, yeah, it was still good. It's like, so heavy. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Like, it's not like a fun rewatch. Yeah, like, and that's how I feel about this one. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch this again. This is almost requiem for a dream level of like where it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, there are moments of like light and fun and the wrestling stuff. Like I said, the Ric Flair stuff is great. But man, yeah. when you get to those sad beats. Man, it's sad as shit, and it's just—it's yeah. hard to not be like, "Ah, oh, man." When you get to the wedding, and and uh, David's been throwing up, and it's like, "Oh shit!" Like someone was asking me, "Was I going to rewatch the Color Purple before the new one?" I was like, "Man, that's a sad movie." Yeah. Now I don't know if now's the time of the year for me to be watching sad stuff. I'm trying to keep it real light. No. Watch Die Hard. Yeah. Watch. You know what? You know what really fucked me up? Which one? I watched Eight Big Christmas. You seen that? That fucked me up because I watched that. Um, are you talking about where they, they're trying to get the Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. That that one. The ending. Yeah, it's the ending. It's all fun and games. The end. He starts talking about his dad. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, oh, you got me. You yeah. snuck up on me, and you got me. Yeah, good that for you, good. Good Chris. It's a good one, but like, I can't rewatch it. Yeah, I can't do it. I remember getting the one of my it's a great childhood moments. You get a good report card. I've said this hundreds of times. Get a good grade or something and you or whenever it is you go get a video game from Toys R Us and you get that little ticket. Yeah, oh my god. That, you, you pay your dad pays I for it. I can smell Toys R Us as you're yes. saying this. Yeah. <laughs> smell and it. And you go to that little <laughs> stock room and they yeah. give it to the guy, you get they pull out it it's the, uh, it's the best, man. Oh my gosh! One of my funniest Christmas memories was um, my parents got me this remote control car that I really wanted. Yeah, which never happened. The stuff I really wanted, I never got, but I got one. And my brother got this big, like uh, Bigfoot truck when Bigfoot was like the. Thing. I remember. Oh, Bigfoot! It was big, you know. But this was like talking. It was big as shit. I had one metal, yeah. heavy, yeah. like a little tank. Mm-hmm. And so my uncle being a big kid, I mean, he's locked up now. So he should be locked up for this. <laughs> but what he did was he he was like, oh, I'm a test drive. Oh, come on, nephew. I'm a, I'm a test drive your car. So he's in the kitchen doing donuts, testing out this new car I got. My brother turns the corner with his big foot and just fucking runs over my 
car and breaks uh-huh. it. Like this big, heavy ass Bigfoot, like smashing my car. And so it's broken. So my parents go back to Toys R Us to get a new one, sold out. They brought back some whack ass something. I was like, the hell is this? Damn. No more mobile control car for Tim. My my brother's out in the front yard having a time of his life in the driveway with his Bigfoot. What'd your uncle say? Nothing. He thought it was he he thought this shit was funny. He but that's the kind of uncle he was. He was like, oh man, that's too bad. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you broke uh, my door. Uh, yeah, that was that was the funniest. One of the other funny pranks, uh, one Christmas, he kept telling him, oh, it was my brother's birthday. Kept telling him, I got you something you want. He's hyping his gift up for like a month. And we're all like, yo, what did he get you? Because my great-grandfather had got my, this was like Voltron days, got my brother, he was so spoiled, the full Voltron, like all the lot, like everything. Older I, brother or younger? Older. Oh, and you weren't the spoiled one? Hell no. Damn. He got, my brother got all the shit. So he had his full size Voltron shit. So we don't, we're like, yo, what is he, what is he giving my brother? So we're like, yo, what is, what is Uncle Brian getting us? Man, we got this big ass box. My brother's tearing through the box, tearing through another box. Dog, it was a dictionary. <laughs> my brother <laughs> was so mad. He oh got the God. last box. And he was like, yeah, it's going to help you learn. Like, he was trying to be funny. My parents were like, oh, that's a good gift. And I was like. That's funny. You don't do that to no kid. Not for no nine-year-old. What's the joint where the kids was fighting for that box? They thought it was a PlayStation. Oh, no. It wasn't. Don't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Unless you're going to give them the real thing. Yeah. Unless you're joking. And then you gonna give them the real thing? You don't. You don't fuck play with people like that. Nah, you don't. Do not, not during the holidays. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The holidays, man. There's. It's. It's. Uh. It. It can be rough. It can be, man. I tell everybody out there, man. Hold your head. I know it's rough out there for the holidays, man. Just do whatever you gotta do to find some peace, find some love. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't have to be one. outside and be interactive with people. Like I know yeah. that. So maybe don't see this one on. <laughs> yeah not on christmas this is not a christmas movie that's a new year's day yeah maybe a little hungover pop it in watch it yeah but it's very good i don't know what what more to say about it i just i think it's just a it's a great film and um but i would recommend when you're done watching it googling some of the von eric stuff just play stuff on youtube yeah documentary stuff about it just to get more information about the two other brothers who went out of the film. Why are wrestling mo- movies so sad? The wrestler was sad. The wrestler was sad. The Rock's doing a new MMA movie, an A twenty four movie. That is an MMA wrestler. It's one of the one of the what's it, what's the, the guy's name? Sat Sadfi. Oh, the Safty brothers. Yeah, one of the Safty brothers is doing this movie about an MMA wrestler at the height of his career who's dealing with depression and alcoholism and all sorts of stuff. And I wonder will the Rock uh, stand up to the task. We will see. This I will be a different version of The Rock than we've ever seen. I think he's talented enough to do it, but will he? Him, will he make himself vulnerable? That's the thing. Yeah. I'm not because I know he's talented. I just I wonder that that's interesting. Yeah, you got to really be in a, a vulnerable space to be able to do that. And yeah. I, listen, I, I'm with you. I know Batista could do it. Oh yeah. What about you? Because because that movie, Fighting with My Family. Yeah, that was I cried at that one. It's a good one. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, I, was like, I was like, oh. anything with motherfucker trying to follow their dreams. <laughs> it's all going to get you. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, it's probably going to get me. Yeah, I'm surprised. Freddy Krueger. That's all he was doing. That's all he was doing. First of all, listen, <laughs> Freddie gets a bad rap. Uh, Freddie may have potentially 99.9% sure he did some bad things to kids. Yeah. He goes to trial. The parents don't like it, and so they kill him. They killed him. They murdered him. He's like, you know what? I'm going to murder your kids. And I was like, eye for an eye, Freddie. I get it. They burned him alive. Don't kill him. Yeah, that, that, um, I know. I, I, yeah, you had me thinking about something, and I think I might have, I might have lost it. Was it you want to murder kids too? Is that what what it is? And I went, no, no, no. (laughs) I, I just didn't know it was going there. But with the rest of the, I think that fighting with my family movie got me. Coda got me. Coda. That yeah. was after right a couple. That was like uh, maybe less than a week after my dad died or something like that. That was. Oh yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so, I didn't know. I just was like, but nobody died in that. Nobody died. But, but it, it was just like the, the father supporting that girl when yeah. he he understood it. And I, you know, my dad had one of those moments to where he was, like, you should be playing football. Then when I got to college and he saw me in this play, uh, the misanthrope, where we were speaking in like rhyming verse and yeah. it was a French translation. So it was like you had to be very specific. And my dad said, I looked and I saw those white people. <laughs> I saw those white people look around and say, who is this nigga? When they're talking about me being on stage and stuff. And who the fuck is this nigga? Like 18 years. Ago, so I was like, that was that was like a really a proud moment. Yeah, I think my proudest moment for me was um, um, I was, my dad was in a nursing home and um, later in his life and so I go to visit and I brought up some stuff back from Ghana and I ran into a nurse. It's like, oh, I'm looking for my, I couldn't find him in a nursing home. So they'd be like, I was like, hey, where's my dad? And they're like, oh, you did it. Oh, yeah. like, oh, you your dad? <laughs> don't be known. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, oh. So he was like, He's telling me all the stuff my dad has told him about me. Mm. Yeah. That was, and I got emotional. He was like, oh, yeah, man, he loves the man. He's, he always talks about you. And, you know, man, you went to Africa, you brought stuff back, and you're a film critic, and he was showing me video of you talking about movies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, my dad, because he's never expressed that to me. Like, I knew he, he loved me. Right, he, right. But I've never actually heard it. But to hear yeah. someone else relay, like, yeah, your dad has said this stuff about you was super emotional to hear that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm glad I got to hear that. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, well, yeah. let's not to be not to be sad. Honestly, not a sad movie. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one. Uh, I was like, yeah, Tim, let's do the Iron Claw. Let's do what we always do. And I'm like, Dad, uh, we should have a whole podcast called "Crying About Our Dads." Crying about our dads. <laughs> just tell, just tell sad stories. Well, that's like I told Tim, like on Thanksgiving, like I, I'm not Tim. I mean Sam. You're Tim. Yeah. When I was talking to Sam about um. That Barry Sanders movie. I was just like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna watch his Thanksgiving. Yay, I'm gonna watch the thing about Barry Sanders. And then his dad's on screen. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. It'll get you. It'll yeah. hit you in places. For me, it's always it's not necessarily a specific thing. I'm always reminded of like my dad and my other mom who passed away, Mrs. Easterly. Mm-hmm. Just uh 
when I see people who are really loving and caring, yeah, I always think about them because there were two people in my life who were unconditionally loving and caring. With not just me, with everyone around them at all times, and like, oh yeah, you can kind of live this way. You can kind of live, yeah, and just be a loving person, and it's fine. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not going to take anything away from the type of man you are. Like, I never felt like my dad was not manly. No one disrespected him. He just loved people. He loved music. He loved arts. He he always felt like people were more connected. We were more connected with people than we weren't. But yeah. this is someone born in 42, lived through all that bullshit. His dad killed by the Klan. Oh shit. Like, in 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 New York when Malcolm X was assassinated, like, but still found it in his heart to like see the better in people, despite all that he's been through growing up in the South and living through some bullshit. Still yeah. felt like that. And I was like, I had to have that long talk with my nephew about that. My nephew went on this. <laughs> my sister told me he doesn't like ghetto black people. So I called him. I said, man, what's up, man? <laughs> I heard this about you. Um, and he was, and I had to explain him sort of his family history. Like, this is what your family comes from. Like, I understand your frustrations, but like, don't do white supremacy work for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't do that. It's okay to hate the things that people do and not hate people. Yeah. You can. I hate. You know what I hate? I hate people on their phones, talking loud in public, with no earpiece. I don't yeah, like that. Fucking weird. I was at a show on Thursday. That guy was on Facetime. I was like, "Nigga, would you stop? Yeah. Can you not do that right can now? You go outside. I, I don't hate him. I hate the yeah. fact that that's the thing that he's doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, before we get out of here, something interesting is happening. So Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is getting reviewed. What is that? It's some weird Star Wars type of shit he's doing. Okay. But it's not getting good reviews. Right. And what I the complaints I've been reading on Twitter, just search the name of the movie, and the people who are reviewing it are saying similar things to his other movies. It's too long. The characters are really paper thin. And it's got some good action, but that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Not enough to sustain whatever three-hour epic film he's trying to make. And what I'm seeing is people who just this whole Snyder Cut thing are like, oh, they don't understand his genius. And then I'm just like, hey, man, if you keep having to explain your genius to people, maybe it's not genius. <laughs> maybe you're not. A, yeah. Maybe it's not a genius. Well, I mean, and I'm not saying he's not a talented director. Yeah. I think he needs someone else to cut. Listen, Spielberg needed this. This is a great documentary about Jaws where he wanted to make some changes. And the editor was like, no. Yeah. Like we talked about that that scene um, in in Training Day that Anton Fuqua didn't want to use because it was buzzed, but that's the Denzel scene. Yeah, and the editor had to be like, "No, right, <laughs> we're keeping this in the movie." King Kong, that's the King Kong, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no one's gonna notice his buzz. Like, someone he needs someone to come in and Zach's not needs someone to come in and say, "Okay, how do we tell this four hour epic movie in two hours, two twenty? Yeah, how do we turn that down?" It's a collaborative pro- process. Yeah. Yeah. If it's always so bloated that it has to be four hours, then well, you're not doing this right, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. I'm fascinated. I think it has a great cast. He seems like a director that people like working with. I mm-hmm. think he that that's fun. But whatever's happening post-production just ain't it, bro. It's just not coming together the way he hopes it comes together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because I did see some blurbs. So is this something that's coming out in the theaters? It's coming or... on Netflix next week. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So that's all right. Yeah, I just, I just, 
I don't know if I'm going to follow through. I probably will, but I I put um there's like an there's an advanced screening of Ferrari next week. Yeah, I need to watch that too. And uh or just a fun pleasant movie is that uh anyone but you um Oh yeah, that looks fun. Actually, yeah. it looks entertaining too. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. Uh so we we'll, we'll, we'll see how how that one goes. I you know other than that, like I feel like I've seen the things that I was excited to see. Like I saw, I saw Poor Things yesterday. I saw American Fiction. Yeah, and I saw Iron Claw. So the movies that I wanted to see, like oh, I've no seen... Aquaman on your list. You don't want to see Aquaman? No, I don't care. I'm seeing it next week. I can't wait. I heard it's a disaster. I mean, now I'm, now I really want to see it. I can I wait on that. I heard it's an absolute disaster of a film. Cannot wait to watch this dumpster. Did, I love a good dumpster fire. Did they cut old girl out? I'm trying to see if Johnny that's Depp's ex. <laughs> yeah, let's see if Amber Heard's out. Amber, they they got Yaya in there wasting him. Momoa's good. Well, he uh, the one said it was clown work. He tried to act like you know he was too good for it. Yeah, we'll see he, the clown work. Let's go see it. Yeah, low, low key, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan. I'm a great man, Jonathan. Majors. <laughs> Here's the thing about Majors. Oh. I don't think he's going to get found guilty. I don't think so either. But here's the damage this already is done. That's the other thing. First of all, you're facing a misdemeanor charge. So it's not like he's doing a real jail time behind it. Yeah. He's going to do whatever community service, whatever, yeah. anger management, play it fine. He was never going to like the pokey for a long time. Yeah, but why? I, and I can only say this with hindsight being twenty twenty. The reason I would never have gone to trial is all the information that's come out in the trial, the text messages, the Coretta Scott King stuff. Yeah, that looks that looks very abusive. And it, yeah, and even though that exchange has nothing to do with the actual trial. That information is still out there. That you behave this way. You were talking to this woman that way. The audio, she sounds scared in the audio. Yeah. He's making himself sound super important. What one reason why I love women's perspective. Um, I was listening to watching For All Nerds. Shout yeah. out to them. They don't know who I am. But uh I was thinking to myself, why does she tape them? Yeah. And then I heard Tatiana. King say she said, "Well, you know, I tape him like, you know, this probably she's in an abusive relationship, and he this guy's probably gaslighting her." And so I never said that, and that's she probably, I think she could have been like, "Yo, you said this to me, not like I'm gonna turn this into court, but like, right. yo, nigga, you said that." Uh, hopefully, she wouldn't say that. But hopefully she said, yo, you said be, that would make it even spicier, bro. Yeah. She was like, hey, like, yo, you said this and you on that bullshit. That's what I yeah. mean. You know, but like I was like, no, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but man, he sounds like a total douche. Yeah. It's like, I'm a great man. Like you made. No, I am. Let me talk for you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, all right, dude. Like, come on, bro. You're Kane the Conqueror. The yeah. Dude. I think you're talented, but I think you're an incredible actor. Yeah, you're a move. You're you're super talented, but like, but if aliens came to the Earth and I was looking for people to save us, it wouldn't be you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be like, where Jonathan Majors to talk to the aliens? 
I wouldn't, it wouldn't be you. I'm a great man. He would get zapped. And like, he comparing himself to like Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. The first black president, Barack Obama, those right. are the two people. Not like, you're not like, oh, be like Denzel's wife. Like, nah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. Like, you know, you're like, nah, fuck other actors. I'm going to world leaders, yeah. <laughs> people who are in the history books. <laughs> Good to have a high self-esteem, but Jesus. Yeah. Hey, listen. Great. Happy for the guy. Hey, I have I have his action figure. You know, I have two of. Look them. at him. But Look it's like me. I think That's you're cool. But don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. Um. Yeah, he'll bounce back. I imagine. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get I, to see magazine dreams. Maybe. But I mean, this is why you don't go to trial because this is going to delay all this stuff. Someone will be. Put it back. back. He'll, he'll do a public thing, and he'll have to talk about him going to anger management and sorry, disappointed fans, and oh, I maintained my innocence this whole time, and people go on the internet acting like this woman is somehow some devil. Yeah, I knew she was lying. Where, where are all the receipts? I'm like, but did you see everything else that came out in this court case? Yeah, yeah, it's not good. They is some toxic ass shit. Yeah, they don't need to be together for real. Right, right. That's like y'all do not need to be together. And you know it's two toxic yeah. people just hooking up, hanging out. Yeah, he did not need to be. He's fast together. though. He should be in a track with us. I'm running that video. <laughs> he was out of there, bro. Running away. Said, Maybe we need another Jesse Owens movie, man. Put him in there. <laughs> I took on Hitler. You know how important I am. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> you 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 were in a trailer between action and. <laughs> after after we said cut, you went to a trailer. He had a smoothie, buddy. Yeah, not <laughs> and the, the kale salad. He didn't do anything he crazy. Believed everything he's done on screen is real. Yeah, that's way too much of a method actor. Yeah, it's like that's why you got. It's like you, it's it's that happy medium, that balance where it's like, yeah, I do this thing. I love doing it. I take it seriously, but I'm just a guy. It's work. And I, remember, I talked to Rami Malik once. He said that. Okay. Oh, oh he did. He was like, "Yeah, this is work. Like, it's I love doing it, but like, it's it's a job. I'm here working. I'm traveling a lot. It's great, but like, this is kind of just work. And we weren't even interviewing at this time. We were just sitting in this hotel lobby for an interview, talking about like all the dumb stuff. He was in Twilight, a Twilight okay. movie. What is the dumb stuff they say to you? He was like, "Oh my gosh," and he was like, "I complain, but like, I'm blessed to be an actor, and this is my job." Yeah. His work. He seemed like a nice dude. Yeah, he was chill. Well, Tim, anything you're are is there anything you're excited about? I'll go first. Yes. The one movie that we didn't get to see other than magazine dreams this year was the Challengers with Zendaya. Yes, I got pushed back. I forgot about that. And I think had there been no strike, and we they need we needed to strike, but she'd be nominated, dude. Yeah. She'd be nominated. It's coming. If it's not she, for this she's one, it'd coming be for, for them awards. Yeah. She's coming. So I guess it's gonna come out in the spring. So I will be there front and center when that for comes. For sure. Anything you excited about for next year? Doing part two. March. Um, March. Uh yeah. Night Swim. It's a big That looks fun. I saw that trailer before the Beyonce movie. I was like, it looks fun. You see the short film? No. The short film called Night Swim. So um I'm I'm fascinated to see how they adapt into a feature link film. Um the Mean Girls musical. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. I love the original. I want to see what this looks like. 
I just want to see what it looks like. Shout out to Rick Younger, uh, who was in the musical on Broadway. I enjoyed that shit. Like, I was like, I was like, Mean Girls Musical. I was like, I liked it, but I didn't expect to. I didn't. Ex- I like, I love Mean Girls. I have it on Blue DVD. And I was just like, uh, I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. And then when I saw the play, I was like, these motherfuckers are athletes. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new Beverly Hills Cop. The is that a movie or a show? Uh I think it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it was that was I'm and uh lastly Alex Garland's new movie, Civil War, which I don't know if this is a great time for it to come out, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Alex Garland is such, I think, a brilliant writer, uh visionary. I don't even use that word lightly. If you go back and look at his films, mm-hmm. right? very much a visionary. I'm- I think it's I think people see they'll see this trailer and if you're listening to my voice and you, you go look up the Civil War trailer, it looks very action but he's such a smart yeah. creator. There's gonna be, I think, much deeper than what we're seeing in the trailer. Well, when you sent it to me, when you sent it to me earlier this week, I was like, Oh, that that's right. They're gonna do the trailer. The the trailer's supposed to be out. And then I was like, I was like, Yeah, this looks good. But I wanted to be like, this is what's gonna happen. So yeah, I don't want I, to be I didn't want to be like that. Like, I hope this like, doesn't happen soon. But yeah, I'm always gonna check for him. Like yeah. shit. I mean, ex machina. What is what annihilation, is annihilation? Um he wrote like I love Sunshine. the line annihilation. Yeah. Sunshine, one of my favorite films. He wrote that. I need um, to get that one because that I remember that was one of the last movies I saw before I left Chicago. Sunshine's I, great. I I my, time. It's, it's one of the great movies that a lot of people just haven't seen. Yeah, that that movie is fantastic. You know what's funny? It's it's Sunshine and the Prestige. I'm always fascinated with people who've never seen the Prestige. Oh six and oh seven. Yeah, yeah. Prestige. What was going on? People, I'm like the, the Prestige. I'm like, yeah, you never seen it, and I gotta be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember going to the theater. Like, I remember being like, yo, this is this is shit yeah. to me. Yeah. Is that one of his? It might be one of it. It's my favorite Nolan film. I think you're right. Not a lot of effects, not a lot of most people will say acting. Most, most people would say probably Inception or the Dark Knight. Inception Night or Dark Knight, yeah. Inception is like visually, I think Dark Knight's a great adaptation of source material. I think as yeah. far as original concept, original yeah. everything. Yeah. And people so cool. I, I know people didn't fuck with men, which I thought was good. You know, my girl, um yeah. what's my girl's name? I'm looking at her right now. Jesse Buckley's in it. I thought Poor Things, which I saw yesterday, did what men, I felt men was trying to do. Okay. And that was... Yorgos Lanthimos is going to be weird, too. And he's going to be weird in his in his way. But it's like... Yeah. It's like, I fucked with both. But when poor things was just kind of like one of the Emma stone. I was like, really? I was like, okay, Emma stone is great, but I'm, I'm like, I, 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 like I told Sam and I told Brandon, I ain't seen nobody better. If you're going to take Tiana Taylor out of the equation, which they did, they did Golden globes. You take her out of the equation. Ain't, I ain't seen nobody better than uh, Greta Lee. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And it's not really a showy performance. And that's what kind of gets me scared about other people, the people judging, you know, 
giving the awards out. Yeah. So but Greta Lee's a star. Put her yeah. put her in everything. Yeah, she's 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 a beast, man. Cause I told because Brandon was like, Yeah, I saw because I saw past lives, and he's like, I got a crush on Greta Lee now. And I was like, hey, you're supposed, <laughs> yeah. to. <laughs> Brian, you're supposed to. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. It's like I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I'm I'm excited to see. Um yeah. uh uh Civil War. When is that scheduled to come out? Uh, I don't know if they even gave a date. But okay. I'm imagining if we're getting a trailer now, I imagine sometime in the spring. Okay. Yes, yeah, spring or early summer, I imagine. Let me see. April twenty sixth. Yeah, it looks. Oh, that's right. It's done. Yeah, my birthday weekend. Yeah. Your birthday right. weekend? Yeah, birthday's on the twenty third. Nice. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah. All right, man. You want? You got anything you want to plug? Uh, other than working on my end of the year list and uh, our critics awards coming up, that's about it. Cool. It's kind of quiet around this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to watch the movies and stuff. And uh... all right, man, dude, this has been great as always, man. I'm glad you. I know it. This kind of turned into dead dad stuff talk <laughs> and holidays. <laughs> Listen, but I do not mind it at all. It's evocative. It, it, this movie makes you think about like this is why I like that this time of year. I think you can get that from anything, honestly. Yeah. Any any piece of art, uh when it comes and when it comes to the cinema, anytime you watch something. But this is I like this time of year because you see the films where people are trying to raise the bar, they're trying to yeah. they're in the pursuit of excellence. Where there's no there's no facade about like no we trying we trying to get yeah. trophies out here yeah. you we know trying to get the tears out of you we trying to do all that yeah so it's yeah. like that's what that's one thing I appreciate so yeah well see the Iron Claw just not not on Christmas if you if you're gonna get sad yeah uh, so I, so I'll, I'll just say it's a fant I, it's a fantastic movie uh great director and and it, it's worth your time and I'm. I'm kind of shocked that it's not nominated for stuff. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't know. One of those gems, I guess. It's still an A24, but what are you going to do? Yeah. All right, Tim, this has been a delight as always. Thank you so much for doing it, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all next time. Take it easy, everybody, and have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>